Napa know-how. Right now, Napa Legend batteries come with a $15 rebate by mail. Their long-lasting durability stands up to extreme conditions. So even on scorching days, it'll puff its chest out and be all like, hey, summer heat, find another car battery to drain. Napa Legend batteries with $15 mail-in rebate. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 831.18. Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello, spiritual trailblazers. Welcome back. I am super, super, super excited to talk to you today about this topic because this is something that I think we all need to uh, do a little bit of self-reflecting on and and also check up on other people regarding this topic. So before we dive into the topic, I want you to know that I created a gratitude board on Pinterest and it's called Attitude of Gratitude. One of the main reasons why I've done this is because I am a visual learner. And I love to see motivational quotes and people doing things that express gratitude. So why not have a board on Pinterest where you can just tap into your senses and and really just dive into gratitude. So you can go to Pinterest.com forward slash Tia underscore Johnson underscore. If you want your voice to be known about whatever happened for uh, this episode that piqued your interest, maybe you had an aha moment, or you want me or the guest to explain more about a certain uh, point, you can email me at podcast at tiamariejohnson.com, or you can head over to my Instagram where you'll see a post. I will post the guest picture there, and the description will state uh, episode, new episode alert. My Instagram is Tia underscore Johnson underscore. So before we dive into truth telling and living with Miss Christina, I am going to introduce her. For the first 25 years of Christina's life, she lived in pain and had absolutely no idea what to do with it. As a result, she was either suffering alone, attributing suffering to others, or concerned with purely surviving. Having no clue who she was or the real power that laid within, she stumbled around in the dark of her life until she was so tired of wandering in the abyss that she called out for the light. One day, watching a rainstorm through a window in the middle of July 2011, she asked God to come find her. Not two weeks later, she was guided to a meditation center, an experience that would spark a powerful spiritual awakening, inspired her to be a Peace Corps volunteer, and ultimately led her towards a lifelong path of service and healing. Ever since, Christina has been both seeker and guide, learning and working to give back on a personal mission to connect more deeply with herself, develop an ongoing relationship with the infinite creator, and encourage others on a path to authenticity and empowerment. Today, she is a licensed social worker from the University of Pennsylvania and a certified faith-based spiritual counselor. Whether through one-on-one individual work, writing, or speaking, Christina Hope is to assist you in returning to yourself and calling yourself back to yourself and thus live out an identity and life that is most true to yourself. 
During this process, her service is to guide you in navigating the landscape of your inner world with care, compassion, and sometimes a little bit of unsugar-coated direction. On a personal and professional level, Christina continues to participate in weekly supervision as well as meet with her own spiritual director on a regular basis. The journey never ends, and she believes it is truly best when traveled together. You can learn more about Christina by going to Blue's Age Direction, that's B-L-U-E, Blue Sage, excuse me, S-A-G-E Direction.com. I will post it in the link uh, or in the description of this podcast episode, and her Instagram, where she is there all the time, is Blue Sage Direction, all one word. Christina, welcome. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for um, for reading all that. That was really lovely to hear it from your voice. Oh, thank you. I was really moved reading it because you know we go through so much, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's not always easy explaining that. So, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Yeah, I was just thinking, um, I wrote it recently and just thinking about like, what is the most, as we're talking about truth, like what is the most true way I can really say, you know, how I got here and, it, and it's not, you know, I went to the school and I had this, although experiences, you know, really make us, it's truly just, you know, there was a point where I was really in pain and, and I found my way through that. And that's really, you know, that's the story and that's the service. So that's what I'm hoping to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it is very important because, uh, as the saying goes, be kind to people because you don't know what they're going through. So I really wanted to um, have you make people feel comfortable with saying, hey, I'm not feeling okay right now, or I am going through something. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, But before we dive into that, I want people to understand – what is a licensed social worker? Because I know that um, people hear a lot, but I want them to hear from you. So what is a licensed social worker? <laughs> yeah, licensed social work. So um, I graduated with my master's in social work, so that's an MSW. Um, and a licensed social work just means that I, I took the next step to be licensed. So that's just another level of, um, you know, training and testing. And in two years, then I'll have my, my LCSW, which is just another clinical license. So it's just different levels, you know, of um, certification. Awesome. Awesome. Got it. Yeah. yeah I, social workers are everywhere. You, you know, they're, they're chameleons. <laughs> they're everywhere that you, that you wouldn't expect them to be. But yeah, there's, there's really clinical therapists with the work that I do and, um, the amazing people I work with and, you know, there's people who do case management or the people you hear, you know, working with DHS or working with the elderly, you know, truly social workers really um, are incredible. They're everywhere. Heroes without the cape. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. So truth telling when, when you ask God, you know, I, I, I need you to find me and, mm. and then you embark in, in living your truth. How how do you uh, express that to people when you do your one-on-one services and to, to make it so that they are comfortable to open up and, and explain their, their truths? Yeah, that's a really good question. And part of it is just something that, you know, part of me doing this work was just realizing that I was really good at just sitting with people um, and holding space with them. And, you know, that's something we hear a lot, like, you know, meeting people where they are, um, but holding space with people and really um, bearing witness, 
you know, like bearing witness to someone's story um, might be all you need, really, you know, like might be all you need to, to change someone's life is to just bear witness. Um, it's a truly powerful thing uh, to just sit, to just sit in here and listen and say, I'll, 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 I'll watch this with you. I will sit with you. And, and we don't even have to do anything, but I'm going to just bear witness. You're going to be seen, right? It's not going to be an invisible pain. It's not going to be um, felt alone. I'm just going to bear it with you. I'm going to walk next to you. And I think that that in itself can be so powerful for people. So, that's, you know, that's part of it for me. I, I really love that so much. I, I generally feel like there's a, a nice amount of people who believe that they're not being seen, they're not being heard, and they have that invisible, you know, the ailments, the things that are going on. So they look like they're doing well, but they just want someone to be there. They don't need someone to tell them what to do. They don't need someone to uh, talk sometimes, like you said, bear witness. I think that gets overlooked. Truly, truly. I mean, you, and I heard in school a lot, you know, a lot of people would be like, I don't know if I'm doing enough, and I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And it was just like just to treat people um, with dignity, right, like with humanity, um, and just to be present with people is really most of the battle, you know, mm-hmm. to just have someone be present with you, especially in this time and in this um, culture and how where our culture is going, to be so present, um, you know, really is a heroic thing all in itself. Mm, yes, yes, it is. So when, when you... Um wrote about in your bio, calling people back to themselves. We talked about bearing witness and living in the moment. How else do people experience that when they work with you? Um, yeah, I really love this. And, and you know, this kind of <laughs> points to my, my not sugar-coated piece, which is, mm-hmm. you know, definitely part of, um, part of my dynamic. And, you know, sometimes I just ask really direct questions. And, um, you know, this is where kind of leading into truth-telling um, I feel like I'm kind of like a heat-seeking missile, like for the truth. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, want. To, like, yeah. Have you ever just kind of known someone where you're like, I feel like, I really feel like your your life is just incongruent, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. just have, you witness sometimes with people where you're like, that job just doesn't feel like you, or you mm-hmm. you feel like you have a trapped look on your face, like it just feels like really out of alignment, right? Yeah. Um, and so sometimes just questioning. Um, you know, kind of gets people to start thinking about truth. And, and so I'm really probably just a really good lie detector, you know, like I just a human lie detector. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when people kind of speak their truth, I might be like, hmm, that seems like that's not really all it um, or re- not really the whole truth. And so really it sometimes just ends up being sort of a pathway of questions. Um, you know, a client I worked with recently, she had um, come into the room and she was really angry and, um, you know, she was at like a 10, like a zero to 10. She was at a 10 anger. Um, but anger is so rarely anger. You know, anger is a lot of times like underneath that is pain. Underneath all anger is pain. You know, you hear people say that. Um, you know, so I asked her some questions and I, I was like, what really makes you angry about this? Um, and someone had been saying something about her that wasn't true. And so she said, well, I don't want people to talk about me. I said, okay, so what, what else makes you really angry? I'm sort of waiting, right? I'm like waiting for the truth, truth. So I just keep asking. Um, 
you know, well, I really don't want the wrong idea of me to be out there. Okay, what, what else makes you really angry about this? Um, you know, and she stopped and she paused and she's like, I'm hurt. And I'm like, mm. ah, you know, like there it is. And you can kind of tell when you reach to a truth because your body knows it, right? Like your, your body knows and recognizes truth. This is something um, Carolyn May says, and I'm a huge fan of hers. I study a lot of her work. Um, and she says, your body knows, like your body recognizes truth. It's when your eyes water and like your stomach might do something or your body relaxes or it's a release. Like, you know, when you hit truth, right? Yeah. And, and so it was very visible. Uh, you know, she kind of walked down all these things that weren't really it. I'm angry because she did this. I'm angry and all oh, that was shitty and this and that and et cetera. And eventually you get to the part that I'm hurt, mm. you know? I'm really hurt. And at that point you can see in her face and her eyes water and it's like, okay, so you're hurt. So the truth of this is you feel betrayed and you feel hurt and you don't know what to do with it. Right. Cause at the end of the day, it isn't a problem that is externalized. And this is really the work I love about truth telling is it really rarely has, has anything to do with someone else. It's really just, man, I'm in a lot of pain and I don't know how to respond to myself in that pain. And because I don't know how to respond to myself, I'm going to look externally, right? And it's their fault and it's their fault, but really it's, I'm in pain and I don't know what to do. Right. Mm. Wow. So it's, it's really um, people not being fully in tune with their emotion. They don't know how to express it. So they have displacement. Absolutely. And I kind of was, um, I was playing around with how to categorize all this. And I was, I was kind of thinking of it as like tier one truth telling really has nothing to do with anyone. Like if everyone could just practice this kind of really vigilant truth telling with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the kind of truth telling I'm talking about where it's like, wait a minute, why does that bother me? Why does that hook me? Why did that bait me? Why do I care what she thinks? What, why am I so hurt by that? Let me get really familiar with myself, right? Mm -hmm. Before I try to talk truth to anyone else. Yeah, I can so relate to that because um, I know that I work very hard to be honest with my friends and with myself. And when I see something, as you stated earlier, when you know something's off, and when I see that and I explain what's off and I have to understand that, okay, everyone has their free will, et cetera. Right. However, it bothers me because it's just like, I know that they're not living their truth and I had to bear witness to them not living their truth. Absolutely. And the thing about not living your truth is that then you're, you're that much farther from authenticity and really empowerment. And that's, you know, that's one of your mantras, right? So it makes sense that you would see that and be like, ah, but I see that. <laughs> yes. And, and you're right it's about having that conversation with yourself. And just as you were, were explaining that, you know, you asked question after question, I was thinking like, oh, that makes so much sense to ask question after question. And what I realized is that I looked up to certain people. Mm -hmm. And when they're not living their truth, it does hurt. It's like, yeah. And it didn't really fully click until you said, about you know, the woman that she was hurt and I'm thinking to myself that's why I'm so uh riled up on the inside but respect their decision it's just 
because I'm hurt. I looked up to you, and now you're just, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, so it's like a loss probably, you know, on some level, like I lost something, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's part of that relationship or uh, a figure, and it's right, it's like a little bit of a loss, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So what what's the question that you wish more people asked you? <laughs> more people ask me? Mm-hmm. Um, like about my life or just in general? Uh, about your life or your business, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, I'm really just starting to try and catapult myself um, more into these businesses. So it's all very new. I think any question is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but hmm, that's a good one. I don't know what question I wish people would ask. Um, hmm. I don't know. I might need to skip that one. <laughs> it's all good. I don't no know. Yeah, I don't know if I have one for that. Because I'm, I'm so intrigued with this process because I know that uh, truth telling is not easy. It's, it's not in the beginning, at least, until you become you become comfortable enough with yourself to know that there will be some backlash, whether it's your internal uh, negative talk, like, oh, who am I to speak up and say this, or people just not ready to hear the truth. Yeah, truth-telling, and it's so interesting because it really all comes to this, like, point of authenticity for me, like, um, in my own life, but in, in everyone I sort of study about it, it really, like, you can't fake it. Like, I tell people all the time, you know, you stop and you pause and you, and it, usually it's a situation with someone else, right? It's usually externalized. And so you have a situation like that where someone's hurt someone or you're angry or you're betrayed or you, you have a loss or, you know, there's some instance. And, you know, I always kind of walk people through the work of, you know, stepping back and doing the work with you and understanding that, you know, you really can't hold anyone hostage, right, for who they are or who they are not. Um, and you can't tie your well-being. You can't depend your well-being on the action of someone else because it's like tying a rope around your waist into that person's waist, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, every move they make, you move. Um, so that's like the self-work of it, but to really let it go and to really be at peace and to really successfully do that internal work, like you have to be really authentic about it. You can't like fake let go, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's the funny part is people will be like, well, you know, I did something else and I let it go. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you didn't really let it go. Or right. You can't, you can't really go to someone and, and speak your truth unless you've done the work that says, I have no expectation about how they respond to this, right? Like, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it to honor myself. And I understand that they have the right to react however they choose, you know? And that has to be real. That has to be like a real, authentic um, place that you're sitting in. Right. And then then they are now in alignment. So they can, yes. Exactly. And, in, and what it really is is empowerment, right? Like, my number one goal in life is to be unshakable. Like, I want to be unshakable. So much so that, you know, someone could come and say anything to me or, you know, any failure, any bad book speaking, whatever review, and, you know, that I can sit down and be like, let me do my work with myself. And I'm okay, right? Like, unshakable. I like that. Unshakable. I like oh, that. That's my mantra. That's my goal. Love it. Unshakable. 
Yeah, right? Because there's so many strings that pull at us and there's so much, I call it bait, right? Like there's so much bait all the time being dropped. Like, are you going to care about this? Are you going to get involved in this, you know, argument? Are you going to care that this person doesn't like you? Are you going to care that that picture didn't come out great of you? Like there's all, if you are looking for an opportunity to be caught up, like you will find it. There is never going to be a shortage of things that will pull and distract you. There never will be. That's true. And so the work becomes, you know, how do I continually, you know, call myself back to myself and pull myself back into alignment and tell myself the truth, right, enough so that I can be unshakable and that I can be so strong and sturdy in myself and who I am. It doesn't matter if that person tells me that I'm, you know, a liar or a bad person or a bad friend because I know that I'm not and I know I'm doing the best I can, right? Yes. I love that. I know that I'm not, and I'm doing the best that I I'm can. Doing the best I can, and I'm human, and right. That's the self right. work. Right. You know, it's not convincing that person that you are. That's not the work. The work is let me just be in alignment with me. Let me be authentic. Let me love myself. How do I take care of myself? Right. Because mm-hmm. the work is never go convince that person. Let me let me stop everything and do everything to convince that person that I'm great. That's never the answer. Right, exactly. You'll just become burnt out. <laughs> become burnt out because there'll always be, right, there'll always be uh, something that will be misunderstood or a mistake will be made because we're human. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to not have that occur. It's what do you do when it does. Right, absolutely. So one thing I love to do is to debunk things, and I am just finding out so many things <laughs> in these last couple of weeks. Even now I'm reading a book and and the author debunked <clears throat> some myths about eating carbs. So Oh my god, yes, let's debunk everything. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, so I, I wanna know what are some of the things that you have debunked over the years about truth telling, even vulnerability and and uh really living in alignment. Oh my god. Like myths. Um a good <laughs> debunking. What's a myth you feel like you've heard? Regarding truth-telling, yeah. one of the, the myths I have heard is that um, you can only tell the truth to uh, certain people. Like, uh, for example, you can only speak your truth when it's convenient. And, and that's that's not true. That doesn't work. You oh, need to yeah. The truth to, even if no one's listening. So this way – you can look back and say, I spoke my truth from day one, not because I want to go over here to the people who want to hear me, but because I'm doing it because it's my truth and I had to speak it. Oh and yeah. One day pe- those people who are not listening will hear me, but I'm doing this from day one. So that was, that's with the truth. Yeah. And, and also maybe alongside that, you know, something to the effect of like, I don't want to hurt people, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm afraid to hurt people. And, um, you know, once you get into the practice, it's like building a muscle. Once you get into the practice so much of of being really dedicated to, to truth-telling and, and living in alignment, like you were saying, it just hurts you. Like you see it and you're like, it's so clear to me. It's because, like, your muscle is strengthened. Like that's how you live. That's how you speak. That's how, you, you know, you do. That's how you live your life. Um, so, you know, the the idea that it will hurt someone, I shouldn't do it. You know, um, there's a really great quote 
um, by Martha Beck, telling the truth is always an act of kindness, even if it seems like it will hurt. And a lie is always an act of unkindness, even when you believe you are being protective, right? Mm. And so this idea that um, <laughs> I'm like full of quotes because it's all I've been doing lately, but Iyama um, Van Zant, she says, you should tell the truth because we always end up there anyway. And I love that, mm, right? Yeah. Like, we'll always end up there. Yes, and that's you're, so true. And you're, so we might as well start there. Like, just yes. start there because you're only delaying living a wholehearted life and, you know, living an empowered life. You're just putting, like, the delay button on it. Like, just start there. Just start with the truth. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're going around and telling that person you don't like them and that person you're angry and that person, right? There's, like, a way to do it. Right, right. That's, that's really authentic and sort of balanced and adaptive, you know, you might say. But but really, it's just choosing yourself. It's, it's honoring yourself um, because to swallow it, right, would would be a betrayal it would be a personal betrayal Mm -hmm. and as someone who has you know lived that and it's a very um when you talk about words like sin or words like you know that are very weighted but it really is it's like this deep inner betrayal to silence yourself it is yes yes it is it's um because i used to be someone who had people thoughts and feelings in mind and it just eats you up inside mm-hmm. so what, what I do is when, when when you mentioned um you know how to go about telling the truth I tell the truth by stating facts and my unbiased observations so if I see something that uh, like a situation that just isn't paying out right I would say well this person has good ideas and that person has good ideas but what's not working is that their ideas aren't in sync. So, you know, I would present it like that at a conversational tone, and then people can see both sides. That's that's what I always try to do, to see both sides, present the facts, and then give my unbiased opinion. Right. I guess opinion can be a little bit biased, but I, I guess the better word is my unbiased observations. Right. And again, sort of trying to like muddle through some of these things, like there's, there are certain kinds of truth that we're talking about. And, you know, that big general sort of like speaking truth with other people, like, I feel like that's a different category. Mm-hmm. And like the truth telling like with yourself, like that, like that is its own, like how truth, how truthful am I with myself? Like, you know, for an, like a little example, you know, you hear people all the time say even harmless stuff, like, you know, I'm really lonely. It's even that to me, right? Like loneliness is so rarely about the company of other people and instead is usually like such a fear of being with oneself, right? So even like challenging yourself with these, with the pain that you find yourself in, um, you know, or whatever thought kind of like, oh, I'm really lonely. Like actually, like how do I get to the truth of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like let me take some time you know, let me, let me pause and really be curious about and get to know on a really deep, intimate level, why am I terrified to be alone with myself? Like, what is that about? Like, that's truth telling, right? It's not, oh, I'm lonely. No, like, that's not authentic. That's not it. That's not like the nugget, like get to the nugget, get to the core. You know, you're not lonely. If you were lonely, like go be with other people. There's people everywhere, right? Like go leave your head. Like that's easy. Right? right, but it's not that. It's this deep inner discomfort with being with yourself, and that 
is where you start. Like, that's the work. And so part of what I say is, like, you know, truth-telling is so imperative because, you, it, like, truth-telling leads you to the, to the right remedy. You know what I mean? Because the remedy for that person wouldn't be to go be with other people. It would constantly distract from the work. Like, the real antidote is to do that self-work and, and be with yourself and, and sort that out. Like, so if you can't tell the truth about what's not going right, you're not going to lead yourself to the right remedy. It's, o- it's always going to lead you to the wrong place, right? Exactly. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's, I, I like to have conversations with myself. Um, I've said this in many episodes where I go in my bathroom and I open up the mirror. So it's, you can, it's, like, it's also a cabinet. So I have a mirror to the right mirror to the left and a mirror in front of me and I oh call God, it I love the trifecta of Tia. <laughs> so like the trifecta of Tia. <laughs> and I have a deep conversation with myself and sometimes I'm yelling at the universe. Yes. <laughs> I'm just giving myself a pep talk. So uh, what are some of the things you do as like your, your pep rally? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And I think sometimes like it can be a little overboard. Like there's probably moments where I, I could give myself a little bit of a break, but I'm just like, it's so vigilant now, like to that point of like, if I'm out of alignment, even a little, like I, I bear the weight of that. Like the, the degree to which you sort of swallow your truth or, you know, are out of alignment, like that's the degree to which the weight you will carry. Like that is the weight you will bear. Right. Um, and so I very sort of automatically notice that shift and I try to come back. Um, but really sometimes it's just like, you know, stopping and being self-inquisitive. Like that's really what it, what it is for me. You know, I light a candle, I make some tea, um, you know, I meditate, I pray, you know, like you ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I'm really in pain right now and I'm really hurt and I'm really struggling with my worthiness and like, God, I'm 31 and I've been working on healing myself for God knows how many years. Like I'm disappointed. Like you're honest, right? Like what is this worthiness thing? Like that's something I still work on. You know, every, all of us are still working on probably it's, it's, it's a very big human issue, but you know, wow, I'm really still struggling with this. I need help. And then, and then just paying attention and being aware, but, but really uh, again, the first thing you do is go back to yourself. Right. And it's never about responding and reacting and being impulsive to the things that are outside of you or even searching for the remedy outside of you, but always stopping and coming into yourself, right? And being inquisitive. What is that about? Even journaling, right? Like this can be a really effective thing to just write the question and then free form, you know, what comes out. Like what, why do I still struggle with that or why do I feel lonely or why can I not be with myself or you know why am I jealous of that person what is my envy about right and then just freeze like see what comes out right um there's a lot of really wonderful teachers that will say that we already know the answer to every question we ask we just sometimes don't like it (laughs) (laughs) you know so like that's a really great idea is that like we already know the truth like, we really already know the truth. And it becomes a matter of pausing and listening and, like, creating a space and a practice to sit and, and really get present with yourself long enough to hear the answer because it's really already there, you know? Yeah. 
No, I, I can totally relate because I do the same thing. I light a candle. Sometimes I pray. Sometimes I read a book. And that is part of how I stay aligned. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I go to the gym. Even now, I oh, don't yeah. care to cook much, but I am becoming. <laughs> I'm with <laughs> you on that. Just take care of myself. So, because I had to have an honest talk with myself, like, okay, Tia, you want to manage your weight. What do you need to do? Yes. Help. You know, so you you need to ask that question. Just like you said, ask for help. Talking about that too, like you just that is something I recently experienced, um, and that's all in the idea of like living in alignment and and being authentic. Like even just this New Year's. I woke up and I was like, you know, I had had some drinks the day before and I've never been a big drinker. I've never been a big substance person. Um, And to be honest with you, my body just doesn't like it. Like my body has made it very clear to me. Like we don't like this, you know, (laughs) like we don't, we don't need it and we're not craving it. and, And it's not something I enjoy. So like sort of funny, like I just woke up on New Year's day. It was very appropriate, you know, New Year's new year, but woke up and kind of thought about it and was like, why, why am I right? Like, why? Even, even, even in these little moments, right? These little social moments or food I'm feeding my body. Like, why am I eating that? Is it because I really want it? Like questioning yourself, like, what is, how authentic is this? How authentic is um, what I'm eating or what I'm feeding myself or et cetera, like to my authentic self? Like that's really powerful. Yes, and I am learning so much, so I am thankful that I had that conversation with myself to just change and, you know, do a little bit of research and just go to the day market. Yes, Yes. and I had a similar experience that just sort of came over me, and then I was, like, making bone broth soup, and I'm, like, making chai tea from scratch, and I'm, like, Mm -hmm. getting really in touch with, like, let me, I want to, like, put, like, really lovely, earthy things into my body, and... Yeah. Like you want to feed yourself well. And, you know, we all go through um, these moments where we realize like, oh, I want something different and I'm going in the wrong direction, you know, and, and that's why it sort of becomes this compassionate practice. Like mm-hmm. I realized, um, you know, recently how much I'm, how much I want and how much I want to accomplish and like having these negative thoughts, like I can't like no more. Like I had to be really direct with myself and I'm like every morning I wake up at six, I have a slew of podcasts. Yours is one of them. Right. So I play, I just play all these podcasts for the first two hours of every morning. Right. And that, and that is my background noise, like immediately. And, and that's cause like, I don't really write well in the morning and I don't always meditate in the morning. So I do that in the evening. But the first thing when I wake up is like immediately, like where I need to fill myself with positivity. I need to flood my life with, with, and my background noise. And if I'm walking to the train, like I need to flood my world with positive, ambitious, um, successful, magical, inspired words Mm -hmm. and just keep doing that until it's just natural for me. Right. Until that's just the natural state. I love it. Absolutely. I am here for it. Yes. Final thoughts. What do you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I love each and every one of you and you're amazing because you're living this human life. So there's one. And the next thing is something like I wanted to organize some kind of little step or um, something. So I'm calling it the five key principles of truth telling. 
um, you know, something for people to, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of framework, you know, I always say like, I don't care if it's tarot cards or the Bible or a step work, like if it's framework and it works for you, do it, right? Um, so I'm like into whatever framework brings you success. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so I thought about this and kind of the five steps I think would be helpful. Um, number one, always, 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 always step out of the story. And by that, I mean, again, you know, something hooks you, something gets you, and you think, I'm angry at that person, and they're a terrible friend, right? They hurt me, they hurt me, they hurt me. Like, we have this habit to really stay in the story and, like, dig in. And, like, you, you'll notice people retell it. And sometimes I ask people, how many times did you tell that story today, right? Because mm. that's what you do. You, you retell it to that person, and they validate you, and you retell it to that person, and they validate you. And then you go find another person to tell it to. Like, we stay in the story, and we miss out on the healing, mm. right? And so number one is always, like, step out of the story and be like, I'm going to stop telling it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I'm done. That was it. I told it three times. Um, I got validated. Now it's time to do the work. Um, so step out of the story. Number two, self-inquiry, which really to me is, like, the nuts and bolts of healing. And, and that's really brave work. Like, we should say that, too. Like, it's really brave, hard work. Um, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert says, like, you better buckle up. Like, if you're going to plan to go on this spiritual journey thing, like, if you're going to go walk this path, like, it's not a cakewalk. Like, this is a brave work that not everyone does and not a lot of people do, you know? Mm-hmm. So step two, really self-inquiry, like, asking those questions and digging deeper, right? That tier one, quote, truth I was saying, like, you know, really asking yourself, why really, can I not stand to be alone with myself for more than an hour? Like that's your work, right? So asking yourself the questions is number two. um, Number three, say it out loud. I like this. When you say it out loud, you can't ignore it, right? So again, saying it out loud to yourself, like I am afraid to be alone because I can't stand myself. Okay, great. There's your starting point. Like, or I'm terrified I'll never find anybody. Great. There's your starting point. Or I'm really envious of my coworker because X, Y, Z. Like just find the truth of it and say it out loud. Because when you say it out loud, you can't pretend it's not there. Um, number four, respond to yourself compassionately. Again, this is hard work. Um, we're imperfect. We're going to take steps up and steps back. And, you know, it's not a linear process. So really being compassionate when you get out of alignment and, Maybe you maybe you hold back your truth, maybe you swallowed it, you didn't want to, it doesn't feel good, it feels, you know, toxic. And to just remember to again and again, um, you know, start again. You can always start again, forgive yourself, be compassionate. Um, number five, next steps in action plan. Um, so I like action, and that's a big part of what I do, and it's a big part of my approach is, you know, let's make healing tangible, and let's make um, – you know, really solid action steps for what you want because, uh, you know, lives aren't changed in the theoretical. Like, people's lives change when they experience something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, picking something to try, like listening to podcasts, right, and noticing, you know, does this change how I feel? Does this change how I feel in my, in my world? Um, and that's where the real magic happens. So step out of the story, self-inquiry, say it out loud, respond compassionately, 
um, an action plan. So, you know, hopefully that's helpful and, you know, a framework that can be worked with and, yeah, just keep on coming back to center. Well, I love it. And I will put those five tips in the description for this episode as well. Christina, thank you so much for coming on the uh, show. What a beautiful treat. I loved it, and I'm so excited to talk with you. I'm excited to have you on the show, fellow Philly sister. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew I knew from the first podcast I listened to when you were like, and let me tell you how I feel about being single. And I was like, she's my sister. She's my sister. I was like, it is it's not done. a crime. I was like, it's done, and we're just, I'm ready. So I knew it. I was like, from the, from the first minute, I was like, yes. This is happening. <laughs> awesome. Well, don't forget to visit Christina at bluesagedirection.com. Again, I will post that in the description for this episode and visit her on Instagram at bluesagedirection. Yes. So, again, yay, many blessings. Take care. Don't forget to subscribe and rate uh, the show. I will talk to you soon, Spiritual Trailblazers. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. Hi, guys. Why the swimsuit, Dave? You invited me over for a dip. I meant hell of a good dip. Ooh, dip! Is that hell of a good French onion? Mmm, who could resist? And bacon horseradish? My favorite. Go ahead, help yourself. Grab some chips and dive right in. Don't mind if I do. Cannonball! You had to say dive. Well, at least he didn't dip in head first. Not just good, hell of a good. Dad is counting down the minutes until he picks his daughter up at school. And just like any teen, she's in the I-don't-want-to-be-seen-with-dad phase. But one thing he didn't count on? Ruining his daughter's rep because he forgot to fix the brakes on his car. Dad! Think ahead. Think advance. Save up to $40 by mail with purchase of CarQuest Platinum Brake Pads and two CarQuest Rotors at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details.